My name is Matt Brown. What's up, Doc? My man, Bugs Bunny. I'm doing really great. Excited for your new movie coming up. Now let's start the show. place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. What's up everybody on this Thursday, July 1st, 2021 and we have a special show for you with a special code open, just switching things up. I just honestly felt like singing. Everybody wants to rule the world by tears for fears the most underrated band in the history of United States music. And yeah, feeling good, living better with that. And before we get into the fun, don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out all exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com where you can see the links to all our podcasting platforms and YouTube. You can see each and every single episode on the website as well as descriptions of each and every episode. You can check out digital shorts we filmed before our merchandise store thanks to thanks to our friends at zazzle plus you can check out some blogs i've written my resume and you could just enjoy all things productive conversations on our website again that is productiveconversationspodcast.com and don't forget to check us out in the world of social media we're on instagram at productive conversations podcast we're on twitter at prod convo pod and we're on tiktok at at Productive Conversation. So as I said, it is 
July 1st. Who would have thought we'd be here? And we're so glad you made it with us, the greatest listeners and fans in the world of this show. So, big days coming ahead. Now, I'm recording this, obviously, yesterday. And that's because... I'm going to a Yankee game tonight, my first ever Yankee game in two and a half, sorry, in a year and a half, I was there at game five of the 2019 ALCS, one of the most insane experiences I have ever had going to a game, my first ever Yankee playoff game, and if anyone knows me, I love the Yankees dearly, and well, I mean, when I was there and seeing my my team just pal down three games to one, not give up. I mean, DJ LeMay hitting a homer off Verlander in the first inning, and then the huge three-run homer from Aaron Hicks, where the gra- where the stadium literally shook. Nothing beats that moment. My great friend Luke Sobosinski, who I didn't know was at the game, just jumped on top of me, and well, I mean, that was that was something else. And uh, yeah, then the next day was absolutely painful with the cheaters, with their buzzers, and Altuve going deep. And well, we know what happened. And uh, we got through a whole season without fans. And we got to this point where I could go to a game, ironically going to a Met game first um, earlier this week, but now going to one of my favorite places in the world, Yankee Stadium, with great company, seeing Shohei Otani pitch and hit. And well, obviously by the time this goes on air at midnight, the uh, result will be final you know, I mean, maybe they're going extra innings. I mean, I doubt it with that ex- stupid extra innings rule, but um, I hope the Bombers win it. I have proclaimed keeping faith. Now, at the beginning of the week, I was very upset, but we did win on Tuesday, uh, and we hopefully win tonight, or so, we hopefully won last night. And uh, yeah, this team really needs to step up, though. Things need to be shaken up one way or the other. And um, before I let out any frustrations, I'm just keeping calm, cool, and collective on my team that they could somehow, some way turn it around. And I understand the bleakness and concern for this team. But hopefully, again, we won last night where I was when I was in the building. And this can finally wake this team up because they surely need it. But... Enough of the baseball. Hopefully win. Check out my Instagram because I definitely post this stuff on Matt, my Instagram at MattBrown300. And well, we have a great, fantastic show ahead besides that. So let's quickly talk about my guest. Nick Calabrese is on the Productive Conversations podcast today. He is one wonderful human being. He's a talented singer. He is a humble human being he's very smart intelligent and has great stories galore and our conversation just flew by with so many laughs and great stories and good vibes seriously you are all in a treat and throughout the show he actually goes into song he's training to be an opera singer and we actually hear that beautiful god-given voice so we are all in a treat for the next hour and such minutes so let's get to it nick calabrese it is your turn let's have some fun let's get to it
person we have on the show today, so talented, Norwalk's own, killing it in this New York City as well. And we're so excited to see where he's going from here. Allow me to introduce to you my great guest today, Nicholas Calabrese. What's up, Nick? <laughs> Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> What's up, dude? How you been, man? I see you making these moves and we'll definitely get into the, all the cool stuff you're doing. But how you feeling now? How's the summer been? Anything, uh, anything we're rocking rolling with? Uh, I mean, it's it's definitely this summer is looking, you know, Hopes are looking good, you know, uh, you know, with COVID going away and, you know, I mean, it's still a thing, of course, but like restrictions being lifted. I'm feeling good. I feel like a weight off my shoulders, you know, uh, music's, you know, coming back, you know, Broadway's coming back. The Metropolitan oh, Opera is coming back. So I'm there in the city and I'm ready to, you know, take that all in and, um, you know, live it up. I so, can't wait to get so excited. into that. That's Thanks awesome. for having me, bro. I really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, seriously. I just knew you'd be a great guest to have it fun. I've known you for a long time. Yeah. To know each other. Yeah. And, uh, it's really cool that we could do this. So uh, it's a great time ahead. So as you mentioned with the COVID, a quarantine, why don't we start with that? So as yeah. you mentioned, restrictions are getting lifted. Obviously, you still have to be careful and smart, but we are seeing... Um, I think it's fair to say we're seeing normal life get back in yeah. the Straits. So, um, so uh, you go back. So you're talking to me about like, uh, you know, quarantine. Like, how did you manage it with, you know, what you've been doing at school? And we'll definitely get into that as well. But like, how did you get through this crazy time known as the COVID-19 pandemic with uh, everything on your plate and doing it in New York City, too? Yeah, so um, it definitely was, it was it was challenging, of course, um, but I made the best of it, and I learned a lot from it too. Mm -hmm. And I'm not like, you know, not like that year is like, you know, it was crap, and I threw it away. You know, I I took in so much, and you know, you gotta you gotta see the light in everything, right? So I mean, even so, my classes mostly were online mm -hmm. but i i had at uh manhattan school of music we have this wonderful we had the wonderful opportunity to have in-person lessons and in-person performances and uh other different things um uh but that that involved wearing the mask which is a whole different thing that we could talk about later but Definitely. um yeah um i commute to the city every day well it's going to start every day this next mm -hmm. semester. Um, that was getting that was something to get used to because I would drive. I wouldn't take the train because I, um, I I I prefer prefer driving because I can depend on myself and not you know a taxi or a subway or like mm -hmm. you know a, a train or, and I figure out a way to you know limit the cost of commuting in there. You know, I right. can park for free. I can get into the city a weird way through like Harlem to get, mm -hmm. you know, pay free tolls and, you know, so no tolls at all. So it's, um, I'm making the best of it, man. And like, it really, I'm having the time of my life there. I'm learning so much and I just cannot wait for this semester. And That's what I'm talking New York about. City. Yeah. In a post-pandemic too, and you really can, you know, fair to say that you really saw both sides of, you know what it's like with New York City. You probably know what it's like when it was just absolutely empty and getting right. so smoothly. How long did it take you at a non-traffic road 
uh, non-traffic COVID world to get to Manhattan? So it, my commute is prob it's, it ranges. So going there is always easier and it really depends on the time. Um, so, uh, like this spring semester, I didn't have to go that, um, I didn't, you know, I didn't have to go into the city as much as I did in the fall, Mm -hmm. but, um, it's, it's around 50 minutes, 45 minutes. Um, if you're leaving at five o'clock, no shot, man. It's probably like an hour 20, yep. hour 30, um, maybe even longer than that. And you never know, like, and there, and there's all these tips and tricks that I can do, you know, to get around and, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's, I'm making the most of it. And, you know, just, you know, money wise, it saves so much, you know, living at home and, um, you know, driving there, of course it would be so much, you know, it would be the, the best, the best, you know, way for me would to be living there, you know, because I can, I can go into the school, I can wake up, you know, I don't know, in undergrad, I was that type of guy, you know, in some classes, sometimes, like wake up like 20 minutes before a class or whatever, like in a hurry and like, just mm-hmm. get there. I have to plan two hours ahead every time I leave. Right. So just to make sure that, um, you know, the traffic, cause you never know, man, like, so I, 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 it's going to, it's going to suck, but I'm going to love it. And I'm, and it's all worth it, dude. It's so worth it. Yeah. And, but planning two hours ahead is key commuters. If you're learning or listening two hours before, (laughs) if you want to do that crazy thing that I'm doing, commuting to a school in New York city, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah. Well, we definitely don't. I, I can't wait to see within due time when you, you announce that you're moving to some great apartment in that town or one of the boroughs. I can't yeah, we'll that see, that man. Happens. We'll I, see. Of Hopefully. course, if you want to, too. Um, yeah. But even when, like, you know, the, the heart of the pandemic where things are truly shut down, did you still commute and drive and, like, drive within the ghost town of New York City when COVID hit? So, yeah, it was really around, I, I would say, like, September, yeah, definitely the fall, because it was the beginning of the semester was not as bad, but then it got really bad. Like it came back. I think a second. I I don't know exactly. You can't quote me on it, but I it it completely changed. Like no one was like there was no people in Central Park. There's no people. Yeah. Everyone's wearing a mask, you know. And people are, you know, of course six feet away, but like really, really, you know taking of course as they should but um now i'm there and you know the clubs are opening back up and people people on instagram and snapchat you know i'm having drinks with my friends walking around with no mask it's it's a but also you have to take in the fact that that was the heart of covid during that time during that fall time and you know kudos out to my school that you know they were able to you know work with that and still have us you know have this wonderful you know experience and i think you know, a lot of people and, it, and you know, I, I'm fortunate enough to have that good experience. You know, some people didn't have that great, great of experience, you know, in COVID when the, in their, especially like the seniors or like the freshmen mm-hmm. or like, yeah, I didn't get to graduate. I didn't get to graduate from UD. I didn't, I didn't walk. I didn't do anything. I mean, nice. I, you know, it's like, so like, ah, but it's, you, like I said, man, you got to see the light and everything and you can't can't think negative and 
So I, I think I did the, did the most, you know, made the most of it, but that's what I it definitely, it definitely sucks <laughs> sometimes. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine. And yeah, like, you know, I was a commuter up until the pandemic and that halted everything and, um, commuter for five years. Now I'm more like you, more confident in driving the city. And that was the first time I would, I would take that train all the trades, memorize those, those, those. Yeah, off, yeah. Off peak, peak hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last three trades are 1237, 107, 147 a.m. Um, but I like, I also like you, I like to drive now and it's so much easier. Then I have a really close friends in Jersey City, which makes you drive through right. in city. And yeah, I, I just feel good about it now and I could uh, take my time as well. And uh, I know exactly where you're coming from with that. Yeah. And, and, and like it, if I wasn't able to, in the beginning, the beginning of, you know, driving, um, I was getting tickets left and right. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what street cleaning was like, literally, oh, I thought yeah, the yeah, I, so I was, I, I don't know. It's, um, upper West side. Uh, it's near, near Harlem, like right on one twenty fifth. there's the Grant national Memorial monument, whatever. Yeah. And, and they, I parked there and I had a class in the park of the memorial mm-hmm. and it was like one of the first times and I like went real early and I was just like, you know, I want you know, first impressions are everything, especially in this business that I'm in, you know, and with anything, with anything really. And like, I didn't want to be late. So I just parked my car and just left and then come back. It's like a six, it's like 55, I think $55 oh. tickets. But I mean, after that, I made an effort to talk to, you know, p- different drivers, different commuters that were doing the same thing as me mm-hmm. and figure out all the tips and tricks. So if I park on that bridge from nine to ten, um, I can't park there. But if I park next to the school from like eleven to twelve thirty, I can't. park. So like I have yeah. to move my whole thing around because I mean. And, and if it comes to a point where I need to pay, there's a place like right off the exit, uh, $12 and 50 cents for That's a parking. Really yeah. That's yeah. Really great. For, I mean, but it's like, it's on the, it's on the edge of Manhattan, you know, it's not like in the heart of it. So like in the heart of it, it'd be like $50 an yep. hour or whatever, you know, like it's on the side, but you know, I, I have options and yeah. Yeah. Remember to tip those guys well over there. The yeah, you're right. Garages, right. Make or break your time. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I know the alternate side parking. The only thing is when you park in residential Manhattan or residential New York City anywhere. And sometimes it's so hard to find that spot. You have to parallel park it. And then yeah. say it's like, oh, my God, there's a perfect road. Oh, street cleaning. You can't go there. Right. Right. And or no, the worst part, dude, is when you're driving and you see a spot. Oh, man, that's a spot. I've been looking for 25 minutes. A fire hydrant. Yeah. <laughs> or somebody's like driveway out of there. Uh, they know how to teach. Right. That's why we always make it work, Nick. That's why we always. Yeah, man, yeah, you got to do what you got to do, man. You got to do what you got to do. So transitioning into that. Talk to me. What brings you to this great city of New York? It is the Manhattan School of Music. Tell yeah. me what brought you there and uh, how's it been and why study what you're studying in music specifically? Okay. So what brought me there? Um, so my my voice teacher in undergrad went there. Mm. And, and then you went I... To, and you got your undergrad at University of Delaware? University of Delaware. Excellent. And then... He got his master's there, and I always thought, 
you know, if he could, you know, I saw that that plaque on the wall and I was like, wow, he went to like he went to Manhattan School of Music. That's one of the, you know, the three three conservatories in in uh, New York City are Manus, MSM and then Juilliard. Mm -hmm. And um, those are all wonderful, wonderful schools. And I was like, you know, that's a reach for me. Yo, I can I can never, never do something like I can never go to a school like that. Hey, but, I believe you know, you, Nick. And, and, and right. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I didn't have that confidence that I did back when. And I really had to build up into that. And with like, you know, things moving into, you know, uh, opportunities or, you know, coming to towards me and, you know, things left to another, it's kind of snowballed me. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. And I had met um, the teacher that I'm studying with now. And um, I met her in Germany. Germany. And, um, and she really, she really was amazing on how she was able to, you know, um, shape these different voices. And, um, you know, I, I did like a little like masterclass with her and she like really changed. Like she was like, stand up tall, like a soldier and sing. And like, it like, once <laughs> I did that, and it was like, wow, this wonderful tone. And like, I, I, it really, it, she really, that's one of the reasons. And that's really one of the, uh, most of the people that go to the school, it's not for the school. It's really for the teacher. I mean, it's for the school, of course, but you need to find the teacher that's willing to, you know, that that's there for you, that that can you know provide you what you you know. So, um, thank you to her. <laughs> uh, I'm still, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's and I did my audition. I auditioned for so, like I said, MSM was my top, and I was like, you know, you never know. And um, did that. I did um, Peabody Conservatory, um, Eastman School of Music, mm -hmm. Ithaca, um, couple, a couple others. And I, and I was like, I really hope I get into there, man. And um, and, it, and it happened. And I was like, what? Really? And then I was like, really? Okay, I, I got in. That's that's amazing. I got in. But there's the next question, the money, man. Yep. And of course, any school like NYU, dude, like, you know, like all these different schools like are like $70,000. Any school in, the, in New York City is so much money. Yep. And really, the only way that I was able to make that happen, man, was commute. And um, I... I was sending emails to the registrar, to the deans, to I was CCing everyone to try to you know get my scholarship you know a little bit higher, and and wow. ended up working in my working in my favor. And um, you know you you have to it's a it's a business, and it's like you have to be a salesperson and like you know get you know I want that I want you know uh, this school gave me this you know you know how it works, bro. You know how it works, yes, like I yeah. Do. So um, that and it I. You know, it's it's not like I'm going there for free. I'm yeah. I'm paying, you know, but it's it it's it's the amount that that you know I could do, like you know I could I can live with Absolutely. and not you know have have be able to eat. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> you, that's really inspiring, Nick. I appreciate hearing about your resiliency and not uh and you really just proved that if there's a will, there's a way. And look at where you're rocking it now. So where are you at in the program and when do you uh, hope to graduate? So um, in the program now, I'm I'm in my second year of my master's. Um, excuse me. It's a it's a focus on voice, 
voice vocal performance. That's my title. Um, and we, we take um, all sorts of kinds of classes. Um, uh, we take harmony classes, piano classes, theory classes, um, classes where they'll play something on the piano, like, like, and you'll be like, okay, what was that? Uh, oh, you know, you know, it, it gets crazy when you're a master's or when you're like senior level harmony stuff. It's like, what, yeah. dude? Like, you know, so I, uh, we take classes like that and um, piano, I, I think I said piano, um, diction classes, which are really cool. You know, um, that's one of the, you know, the big things, you know, we're singing in all these different languages and we have to have that clarity and that, yeah. you know, and have the nuance of the language and know what we're singing about. It's not just a sad song, you know, it's, it, there's it's so much more, there's so much more. It can be a sad song about, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like it, there's, there's, yeah, yeah, there's so much. And I think, um, I love I love the diction classes, um, and we take performance technique classes, which are like, which teach us all sorts of things. So like um, my my fall semester, I did um, acting, um, uh, movement. So I mean, I'm not going to stand up, but but like you have to use. You have to use your like upstage hand. You have to move with your upstage like leg. You can't like block people. You can't like when you're like say this is the stage. There's a curtain there. Here I am. <laughs> uh, you know. You know. Like you can't like you know. Oh, like, <laughs> you can't. You know. You know. What I mean. Like you can't just like you have to you know face outward. And when you talk to people, you have to like move with your head, then your shoulders, your your eyes, head, then shoulder. You know, it's it's this whole thing that people don't really think about when. Oh, he's just a singer. You know. No, there's so much more yeah. to that. And you know, and it oh, it's an art, man. And it's that's why I love it so much, and I can't live without it. And like, it's it's I love it. So um, the second this uh, the other one I did was another acting um, actor singer um, um, thing a, a class, and that really really uh, shaped me and um, really pushed pushed my boundaries. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, you want to you want to be as vulnerable as you can is you know when you perform yeah. and you really want to be really invested in not just you know how you sound or whatever but like you know the the message that you're trying to convey cuz it's not about me dude when i'm performing it's all about you it's about you it's about mm -hmm. you and the more when you think when performers start thinking about me that's when it goes south like that's when it's like prima donna you know here's the prima donna like yeah catch me give me where's my makeup you know <laughs> i asked for a macchiato espresso you know what i mean like <laughs> no one wants to work with that kind of person yeah. and like um so i really learned a lot from that class you know i was like rolling on the floor and like singing and you know really testing you know my boundaries and you know because you never know on the opera stage you can be dying and oh me you know like like yeah save me you know <laughs> or like whatever and so that that was a great class and those are really awesome um i and then we had um also in uh in performance like ensembles so i was in opera scenes and i was in romantic um romantic song and i was in um 
a, a outreach program called Discover Opera, which was really fun. I'll have to show you a clip a clips of it soon. Please um, do. Please. Yeah, yeah. And it and it's it like I'm literally I gotta show you. Hold on one sec. You got it. So as Nick is getting his opera stuff again, don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations Podcast, everybody. Nick is back. Oh, now this. Nick is back. Nick is back. We got it, man. Hey, look, I I got my hair back. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, like I would wear wigs. I was a witch. I was like a a talk show host. And we taught all these kids about opera. And it was really really amazing to see, you know – to to you know hear what they had to say and say you know it's really cool to hear them say oh I want to you know I want to learn about opera I want to you right. know sing opera I want to and you know just just inspiring kids like how I was inspired because you know I didn't I didn't just wake up I I thought singing was a joke when I was a kid I I never would have thought that I would be singing and I would be pursuing music when I was like. I don't know, 10, you know, when we were playing baseball and stuff like, you know, like I never really thought that that like that would happen. I thought I would be playing, you know, uh, you know, high school baseball and football. I mean, I did in my freshman year, but like it's crazy to think where I am now and how far, you know, I've come. And, you know, it's just thanks to my friends, my family for just supporting me and like really believing in me. And that's what it really is, man. It's like, yeah, you know, they, they can, you know, you first, you need to believe in yourself. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, with anything, but like having them to, you know, lend a hand and guide the way, um, it really means the world. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm like talking on a tangent, but <laughs> no, I, I encourage oh, okay. you, man. I love oh, it, man. You all right, all right, as cool. long as you want. And I pay all for right. the Zoom, so I mean, please <laughs> make the money work for it. But I hear what you're saying, especially what you say, the confidence in yourself. And I like to see how much you've involved in growing with that, especially now when you play characters in opera on the stage. It's um an important craft to have and what else? And you mentioned about all the personal influences you've had to make it happen and all the genuine support. And like, what would you say for people who maybe are in a position similar as yourself, who may be lacking something, not feeling it? Maybe they think it's too much of a reach or something. What would you say to somebody who was able to luckily have that kind of grace in yourself and confidence and believing in yourself what would you say for somebody who may just need a little kick of inspiration to move forward especially performing when you, i mean when you fall down you get back up you get back up um you if you have that feeling where you where you love music so much where you crave that that feeling in the back of your neck, your hairs your hairs in the back of your neck standing up, and you know that this is one something you want to do, even if even if you know it's not going well, if you really work hard and focus and really pursue what you're doing, and you know things can happen, things can happen, and um, there there's a, when there's a will, there's a way, um, you know, like you. And I think it's truly just believing in yourself and wanting to make a difference. And, you know, because music can, 
you know, inspired music uses all, you know, every, every like function of the brain. Like, you know, it's what I would say is like, I think what I would tell myself back when mm-hmm. is based, like when you fall down, you get back up a hundred percent. You know, there's going to be times where music kicks your ass. There's going to be times when you're in those harmony classes, the music theory class, and it's like, why am I doing this? Or like, why, like, why is this happening? Or like, you have to remember, I think Eric Whitaker said it, like, you have to remember what got you into it. And, you know, for that, for me, that was the sense of community, the sense of uh, impacting others. And, um, you know, really just, uh, you know, having fun, like, it's, I, like I said before, man, it's, I can't, I, I don't know what I would be doing right now. And like, I, and whatever happens to me, I know that I'm going to be in music, you know, whether it's on a stage, whether it's in the classroom, like it's something that I wanted to do. And, uh, you really just like, I mean, follow your passions and, but there are going to be times, man, I'm telling you, there's going to be times where you're like, okay, music, music is, you know, studying music is a, it's a risk, man. It's a gamble. Uh, if you want to do performance and stuff like that, it's, it's, and it, it takes a lot of, um, it's, it's volatile in a, in a way, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. especially with COVID, man, no one, none of them had work. None of the, none of the people that, I mean, they, they made ways to make money, but that's just one of the one of the ways where like, say if you're t- talking to your, your family about like you pursuing like music or whatever, like they're going to be like, well, what about COVID? What about all the Met Opera Orchestra? You know, what about like, you know, like they're, it's, it's, it's a risk, but there's a high reward and Absolutely. that's, and it, it's like, there's no feeling like it in the world, man. I, I don't know. It's, it's just wonderful. <laughs> and that's why we love you, Nick. And make keep it. going with it. Keep going with it. Absolutely. You make lemonade. <laughs> and, you know, I'm similarly in the path. You know, my two careers, one in podcasting and the other yeah. in TV and TV and film production. They're also, you know, got extremely took a huge step back with the pandemic. Many people question careers mm-hmm. and what they want to do. But I just yeah. it really comes to a point. Well, you need to have confidence in yourself that if you know you're good enough to make these outreaches for people, you will, you know, you'll change people's perspective. You will prove people wrong and you will make these great opportunities. And mm-hmm. that's what I have. I mean, this this podcast would not be possible, but yeah. my career was put on hold of production. And now I have two passions of mine to do it. And like, that's awesome, man. And we, and you love doing it. Yeah. You love doing it. And it's and it, I mean, it's clear to see. So keep thank doing you, it, man. It's awesome. You. This podcast has never go away the rest of my life. And <laughs> just adding to that, my career in pretty production, like people like a Conan O'Brien or a Brian Koppelman, who's who um, opened, who um, was it's the creator of the show Billions on Showtime. He does a podcast and had mm. a good film career himself. Like you could do it. And I believe that that's why I like your company too, that you could do that. And we're, we're going to make this work, man. We really will. And, uh, that's what's great about these beginning interviews before. I really believe you could do whatever you want, Nick. Very talented. I've seen you perform. And, uh, like, uh, there's some great things ahead for you. So keep that Thank you, yourself, man. Thank man. you. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. So 
speaking of that, one of the things, one more thing on the music that we could focus on some other things. Yeah. I want to talk about performing itself. So, like I said, you've done opera, you've done musical theater, believe you've also done like, uh, you know, straight plays, you know, with dialogue and all that. Have you? I've, I, I don't, I've never done a straight play, but I've worked on, we've done, oh, also we've done, we did acting classes too. Mm -hmm. We work on Shakespeare, we work on um, all sorts of stuff. Um, uh, And yeah, it, it was, it was great. And know what, it's Shakespeare, we're going to talk about acting or we're going to talk about yeah, yeah, performing, yeah, acting, safe thing. Okay, performing. Okay, yeah, performing, yeah. yeah. Acting, so that counts definitely. So talk yeah. to me about talk to me about the Shakespeare and acting. Okay, uh, gene of your performance. Okay, cool. Yes. So what I learned from that was in Shakespeare, they say what they think. So every single word means has a meaning to you know um, what what's going on, and you really have to. Go into the script and, you know, um, dissect and really figure out, you know, what each word means, what um, what's really going on, what's your objective in the scene or what's going on. And, and the thing is, you can take that, that approach to opera. You could take it and because you're going to have to just how, how you have to translate the Shakespearean words like what, you know, what is that? <laughs> what does blumbaba mean? You know, blunder, uh-huh. what, you know, like, you know, the yeah. Shakespearean words like you have brute, to do. Right, right. Like like that. Yeah. You have to you have to do the same thing in opera. You have to do the same thing with art song. You have to do the same thing with any language. So te- learning how to uh, that that's what I really liked. You know, what were like the words that have to stand out? What's, you know, what do I not stress? It's all things you can take and, you know, and um, impact, you know, your performing. And right. that's why I like that acting class and performing in general. And truly transforming into a character as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, um, yeah, it's all about, it's all about your, what's, what your objective is and how, how you're going to, you know, convey that. Um, and performing in general, what did you say about performing? I'm sorry. Yeah, like pretty much like talk to me about your performing. You're about to go on stage, whether, whatever show or production you're doing. Or if you're pursuing other things, I don't know if you're gonna do stand up or whatever. Mm. Like talk okay. about your performance. Oh, what well, my strategy. goal? Okay. Like what you do in general before you go on stage and. Oh, okay. It's just like everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I take five shots. No, I'm, I'm playing. No. 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 You know um, I've heard some musicians, specifically rock musicians. Someone told me. I don't know. This is his quote. I went to see this cover band. My friend, awesome, awesome cover band. He was in. He was now. This is specific. He's a rock musician, and he said, "Yeah, there's sometimes you could be too sober for a show." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, okay, that's why they're rock stars, I guess." But that's just you know, yeah, man, and rock and roll. Everybody, drugs, different. sex, and rock and roll. Yeah, I remember David Grohl, uh, Foo Fighters, obviously, Keep It Rock Alive, legendary performer. He was on Howard Stern talking about it. like, "Yeah, I'm used to just." Like you said, taking three, four shots of Jaeger, then going on, and uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's there. That's that they do. Some people meditate. Some people eat peanut butter jelly sandwiches. Right, right, right. Everyone has their methods. Yeah, and I think what's yours? 
what mine is mm-hmm. ah man i i I, th- I would just say sitting down and maybe maybe meditating and just really thinking okay you know or like hyping myself up mm-hmm. or or um not not stressing it you know not you know not like getting in your head because that's when you mess up yeah or like that's when you know something uh, happens and you have to practice in a way and that's a whole nother big thing you know um but i i wouldn't say like i would say i would just you know you know lay low be cool not talk as much you know don't like get hammered before a performance, like stuff like that, like really, and just like focus in, maybe look at the score a little bit. Don't practice it, but just like look at it, you know, cause you don't want to practice so much where you're impacting the performance. Mm-hmm. So you know how people like have rest days, you know, maybe in high school, you, you knew a couple of kids that were just like on load vocal rest. Load management for vocal rest. You know, they were trying to communicate and say, yeah. you know, like their high school thing was that, I mean, it was wonderful, but like, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, taking a week of vocal rest is, but, but it is important. It is important. Vocal health is a whole big thing too. You know, yeah. water, the best thing for, if your singers are listening in, the best thing is sleep and water. I don't care what anyone says. Sleep and water is the best thing for the voice. You can eat chocolate. You can have dairy. You can have all this stuff, but sleep and water will determine and getting hydrated. You can get water any, any, any which way. There's direct, direct hydration, indirect hydration. Um, drinking water is going to help you in the long run. Having like, you know, showers that's you know direct uh, i i believe i i have to go back to my class notes but uh yeah but uh yeah so uh yeah for, for, for performing man, i i you know like, like i said laying low being chill um not stressing it and really focusing in on what you're there to do um you know, everyone has different things. I know a couple people, they do like, you know, little warm ups or like yoga or um, they'll, you know, take a bath or something or, you know, really, <laughs> I don't know, like, yeah, like they'll do they'll do something to just calm themselves and the nerves, especially um, and just have fun. When you think of it as that, that's all that it is. It's fun. You know, yeah, you're telling a story. You're, you're, right. Yeah. It's, and if you, and if there's, you know, people listening right now, like they're going to do auditions or, or do want or do want to audition for music schools and it doesn't matter what, what instrument, voice, bassoon, whatever, cello, you're, you're there to have fun. You're there to have a good time. You're there to show you, show everyone what you got. No one there wants you, you know, no one there doesn't want you to succeed. So you know, and, and going with that mindset is like the mindset that I take in right before a performance, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. That you winning out yeah. here and, and you go and entertain and be and make your moments. And when you're actually on stage, just tell me, just tell me how does it feel, especially at times, maybe sometimes some shows, some things aren't clicking or there's some times where, Things are perfect and in sync. Just tell me about those moments when you're on stage and you see the lights and you see a full crowd. Talk to me about that. Showtime, baby. <laughs> um, 
you practiced, you rehearsed, you did your homework. It's time to perform, <laughs> you know? So you, you, when you have the lights, the lights come on, you're in a different world now. Yeah. Boom. And you have to, you have to take in and it's something, it's not like you're just making things up. You do, you do what you rehearsed. You did what you performed so many times before you practiced all this hard work. And that's the thing, man. I was in performances in undergrad where you had one shot, one performance, and you would do like the whole year of just rehearsing this stuff. And you had one one performance. performance. And having that one performance and having a leads up, and that's when you got to think, man, like where I was talking about the performance, perform, like either performance anxiety or like, you know, right before a show. If you start thinking that this is your only show, oh my God, I messed up. No, no one wants to see you do that. And even if you do mess up, you go with it. Yeah. I are like, I don't know, like, let me try it again. Ready? Yeah. Like you have to go with it. You can't just go like, you know, like that's, that's when it's, <laughs> Man, you're so talented. Nick. You got to learn. <laughs> Thanks, man. It's, I'm just I'm just messing around. <laughs> uh, it, it's yeah, um, but yeah, the the spotlight's on you. It's a wonderful feeling, and all eyes are on you, and it's your turn to show them what you got. Yeah, and like you got to do it, and you got cast for a reason. And uh, I think that's one thing that I would say. And I've worked in casting before. Well. Uh, theatrical and unscripted cast. It's a reality TV. So I just, you know, would say like, yo, you're here for a reason. So just give it your all and it's going to all pan out. So, um, you know, that's what, uh, that's why I just love actors and love being around them and working on sets. And I mean, look at my wall with all walks. Of- yeah, 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 yeah. I got that. I see Anchorman there. Yeah. I have a picture uh, of Stuart right there on the corner. Right ah, there. yeah. With... The cast of Atlanta and Marvelous Ms. Maisel and all great for their own reasons. And, uh, you know, I think it just shows what's great about the craft when you really transform to a character as an actor, yeah. especially. It's really, to, it's really cool to be something you're not. Yeah. And I think that's why people go to shows. That's why people go to opera. Or that's why people, they want to see... Um, something that they don't have. Or... Right. They're, 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 um, you know, they're yearning for this special thing. And I think that's what really inspires me is like, I personally, me, Nick is, you know, this whole guy, but you know, when I'm on stage, I get to be something that maybe I'm not that I always wanted to be, or maybe that I, I hate it. Or, you know, like it's, it's cool to have that kind of art and inspire. Cause there might be someone on that crowd in the crowd. Like, that's like, wow, you know, he just did that. That's something I need to do. Or that's, Definitely. that's something that I need to, I need to switch around and, and, um, uh, like, you know, fix in my life yeah. or, you know, or there can be like an elderly, you know, person in, out in the, out in the wild and they remember, maybe they lost their lover and mm-hmm. to have that sense of love again, 
of like I don't know if I was gonna I was probably gonna recommend an opera La Boheme is a two hour opera to any listeners that want to see a opera La oh, Boheme my my buddy Sergio Sergio Mandahano you know yeah. you know him yeah, yeah yeah he's gonna perform he's gonna perform La Boheme in um, the Seagull Music Festival. Oh yeah, um, he's an awesome guy, and um, he's playing the main role, and he, um, and that's a whole wonderful story. And the the good thing about it is, it's you know, it's that's the first thing that people are gonna think. Okay, yeah, there's it's opera for someone that doesn't know opera, that's not experienced with opera. It's a mm-hmm. two hour show. It's about love. It's something people can relate to. Um, highly recommend that. If when the Met opens back up, they're gonna have that. Um, you're not going to sit through the 12 hour ring cycle, you know, like there's, there's, there's wild long operas, especially the operas by Wagner that are just like, you have to be there for three days. Like <laughs> if you want to introduce yourself to opera, see either the, the magic flu, the marriage of Figaro or La Boheme. Right. And um, so everyone wants to ones. see a story they relate to. Right. Album was transport was adapted to the musical rent as well. Yeah. Yeah. In that. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's the thing. People want to see stories they relate to. And, you know, the other ones, whether you like Madam Butterfly is a good one. Right. Yep. Uh, yep. And that's Mary just that's Figueroa. Uh, I think the Nutcracker is also an opera. Technically. Oh, the, well, that's, I a, think, that's a ballet. That's a ballet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but same thing. Like people just want to see stories they relate to. That's what's great. And opera is one of the first art forms to actually bring to the Macio. You could go on stage and perform these, and well, that's why they still have the big bucks and yeah, come and performing. And uh, it's truly the way. It's truly an art in every way. Mm-hmm. It's an art in the language. It's an art on the stage it's an art on how you are dressed it's an art on how you're singing it's yeah. it's really it's truly i think the pinnacle of art cuz when you go to a met show you're going to see $1000 costumes yeah like you're going to see stage effects you're going to see and you're going to see all these people from all walks all different areas of it's 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 amazing. It really is, and um, you know, I, I think the disconnect with people that are you know that want that you know that don't like opera or not interested in opera is you know they can't relate to it, but they can. There's a way to. There is there is you can find ways to, and because how how else are these people on the stage doing it? Right. You know what I mean? Like you have to lose so, yourself like, and let yourself. Yeah, right, yeah. and and the, and you can look up and they have the. It doesn't. Uh, the subtitles and you can follow along but do your homework before maybe it would help out with the story like if you know rent then you can do you know yeah. you know the story of like, blah 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 so exactly just kind of yeah blah, blah, <laughs> just stories about you know friends and change being who's your real friends and changing times like, yeah have, right that's when you have to look at stories break like that that or movies like look at star wars as just about a kid who wants to Go follow his father's footsteps and prove that he's worth something. Right. Or like a Toy Story where like what's what happens when you have this new figure in your life? Are you going to push him away or are you going to embrace him? Like, right. Look at stories like that, especially operas that uh, you're in for a special time, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. And that's what uh, 
And that's why we love art of storytelling. That's what helped us put through this pandemic, especially, and so on. And just we're very blessed to be in a position where yeah. these walks of life can come back. So good times ahead. And Nick, I want to be surprised if we see you on that Met stage. <laughs> Thank really you. Would, I'm excited to see. We'll you. see, man. <laughs> well, you got my support and so many others. Thank so. you. Can't wait to see what happens with that, Nick. So let's focus on some other things. Let's get some more fun things out. Here. Yeah. So you're part of the NYC community as a commuter in and out. You know what's good. You have that special connection getting your master's degree. Talk to me just about your favorite NYC things to do, especially pre-COVID and now um, in a post-COVID world. Like, you know, let's say this. It's a Friday. It's a Friday night, summer Friday night. Weather's not too bad. You go out. You can do everything. You you got your car. You might even have a a place to stay at the end of the night. Yeah. What are like the th- and money's not a problem in this. Money's not a problem. All right. What are what We're are you excited to? What are you what 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 are your moves? Oh man. Well, my moves. If it's that that type of night. Whew. So just Friday night, right? Yeah, we'll do the weekend pretty much. Friday it's a weekend. All right, like I, I probably we probably would go out s- somewhere for dinner, mm-hmm. um, and that's the one thing about New York. There's so many wonderful, wonderful restaurants, and there's always something new around every every you know every yeah. single corner. If you're going to the same place every you know, I mean, yeah, there's an appreciation for that, but you, there's so much to do there, literally. Uh, the other day, the other day, I went to um, a place called Harlem Public, um, and they have their, they're known for their burgers. And I went there and had a good time. Uh, that and uh, right next door was like an underground uh, bar. Uh, focused on it's called it was called the Honeywell. So they had all these cool like drinks in different glasses. So there was like a drink in like a fly, like a fly glass. There was a drink in a crab. <laughs> like a there was a drink, yeah, like a literal fly, a drink in a crab. There was a drink in a teddy bear called Honey. Hey, hey, boo boo. You know, like from Yogi <laughs> Bear. Like it's it was cool. Like and like there's so many fascinating thi- fascinating things. And also, like. The different types of food, mm. man. You got you got Chinatown, you got Korea, Koreatown, you got all the it, little Italy. Like, yeah, man, you have the whole world right there, and um, it's there's so much to do. And like with things, you know, um, opening back up, I see you know clubs, you know the clubs yeah, are right? popping, yeah. banging. Oh my god! <laughs> like I can't wait to get back in there. You know, you know. So like, definitely. Well, um. And another great thing, especially on a summer night, like a rooftop bar. Yes. If, like, like we're talking, we're talking, you said I had all the money in the world. So, yes. I mean, man, I would go to like my, <laughs> I would go to like a five star hotel and just live like I'm on Gossip Girl, man. And just yeah. like, look like, 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 you know, sipping Manhattans when in Rome, bro. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You ever, uh, you ever heard of five? I think it's five one five Fifth Avenue. Uh, I've never been there. Five one five Broadway. They have the igloos in the winter. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. It's it's a vibe, man. It's a yeah. Vibe. Oh man, I can't wait. I, uh, yeah, I probably after school. You know, I can. You know, 
you know, when money is not a, you know, thing, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, now, now in this, you know, as the, uh, you know, the prospering young man as you are and, you know, you enjoy yourself. Like you talk about the clubs and bars. Where are you going? Where are some of your spots you like to go to now, especially as the world's backing up? Are you somewhere like you go to the 13th step? You go to whatever that that uh, fucking the bar none or the public or the slate or uh what are I, some of your places you like to go if you have a go-to spot or you just find wherever I wherever we really do we really just find whatever. Um I haven't really been in uh New York that long to you know, I I've 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 been to a couple of bars, but I I haven't really explored as much as I should. And because of because of the COVID. Yeah. Because of COVID. And um but around my school there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of little little spots, but um I, I need to explore. I need That's to why you find it now. You need yeah, some yeah. suggestions I could help you out with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Tell me some places. I'm I'm down. Yeah, like um, you know, whether like I said, the 30th steps good. There's another place called Public, uh, not Harlem Public, but one downtown. You could go to Slate. I have a 21st there is a good Slate. time. And that's a great yeah. it's a high-end nightclub feel with no cover, at least last mm. time I was there. Um, but those are all great, good times. I mean, you know, honest, you know, what's a good place I went to in, um, in, uh, was a great place I went to during Santa Claus was, it's the second version of it, but the Coco Cabana. I mean, Coco Cabana. Oh, yeah, that's right up my alley, man. Yeah. The second one is just, they set it up. This was Santa Claus. They set up just like a nice dance floor and everything. And, so it's a good times, and uh, we see you know the other new ones popping up, whether um, you know like on and now and the stumble stumble in's a good one on the Upper East Side and stumble in. Yeah, yeah I'm writing all these down, man. I, I also want to do like I haven't been to a jazz club. I love jazz too. I I can appreciate it. I mean I don't I mean I don't know all the ins and outs because you know I'm but but I I love. You know, just that chill. Listen, drink a little. Whether it's the Blue Note or the Smoky Jazz and Supper Club, which are good ones. Okay, Blue Note. Okay, Blue Note's really good. Um, that's right by the Comedy Cellar. If you, I believe, if you ever been, ever heard of that, um, some good places over there. You know, I think the Dizzy Club's another. Well, actually, I think that one closed, but um, mm. but you know, those are ones that come to the top of my head. I also just love the comedy club scenes in New York, whether the Comedy Cellar or yeah. Comedy Club or Caroline's um, Broadway. Mm. It's a good place. It's just a fun place to enjoy this. All this. Uh, yeah, there's so much out there. Man. Also, there's also great places in the other boroughs too. Obviously, Brooklyn, the land of the the hipsters, is yeah. Williamsburg. Bro. <laughs> yeah, go to Williamsburg. You know, it's yeah. I heard this random thing. You know, Cold O'Brien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Cold Ride. He told yeah. me, well, he told me, but I was listening to a podcast and he was like, yeah, I lived in Williamsburg in the 80s when it wasn't cool to live there. This <laughs> just made me laugh on that. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, and then obviously Queens is uh, anything and Astoria's popping and uh, Long Island City. It's, mm. it's a good time. It's a good time. So just, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I wrote this, some of these places down, man. I'm going to check them out. That Coco Cabana sticks out to me. Definitely, man. I hope it's still... I. By the way, most of these places I said, I either saw that they were still open. Oh. I might have named some. I might have named one or two that may not be, but I'm like 99% sure they're all still open. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'll research and see what's up. Yeah, and like no, I said, the Coco Bay was popping. I think it's not the original one where like Sinatra and the Rat Pack were, but I think mm. they reopened another one on 8th Ave, which was uh, the one uh, I ended up at Santa Cops. Man, I love I love the Rat Pack. That's in the, I love Classic, Sinatra. I was, bro- I was brought up on that stuff, and that's, I think, um, my go-to, man. I, I There's this video of me in middle school singing uh my way and that's my go-to karaoke song yeah and now the end is near and so i face the final curtain my friend i'll say it clear i love that i love that sinatra the greatest moments ever uh, on the show already (laughs) thank you for for blessing us with Ah, no no problem man (laughs) Are you someone, do you think, when you get older, when it's time to settle down, you met the love of your life, are you someone who will do a classic wedding song? Are you going to do like a, a Fly Me to the Moon or a Sinatra or like Earth Angel from the Penguins? Do you feel like you're more of an old school or you, maybe you're more contemporary? Like, they, like I would always love the Bee Gees more than a woman. Uh, more them. than a woman. Classic. Or are you going to, you know... I don't know these love songs with the uh, future little Uzi. <laughs> this is my hoe or something. If, if I have my <laughs> if I have my wedding song by Future, that's that's <laughs> where's the where's the oh my god! I would just sign a prenup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know about that, but yeah. Uh, I to answer your question, I would say um, it really depends on who I meet. Um, definitely, they they definitely have a right to uh to yeah. uh, consider it with you. I do love old. I do love old music. I do. Yeah. Um, and I mean, wouldn't it be cool if I was marrying someone that could sing or could play, oh. and play with me and sing and like you know connect in that way and perform for everyone? That, that that's that's something. that's a dream. To each other's that's, eyes like that. Yeah, I'd be like. <laughs> 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 yeah i was gonna yeah i was trying to think of a song but um uh yeah yeah that that would be cool um but yeah i love the old songs i'm definitely if, if i you know if i get married probably will <laughs> i mean i don't know uh but uh oh, I, some girl's gonna be so lucky to have ah uh, yeah yeah we'll, <laughs> <yeah>. we'll see <laughs> probably i i want to i want to have a family yeah. um uh, probably have like a, I don't know, like a nice string quartet or <laughs> something, you know, a little, a little flair of everything. There has to be music involved. And the person that I meet has to love music. I think that's because I'm so musical. I'm yeah. so, um, or they have to have an appreciation for it. They don't have to be a musician, but, um, you know, uh, it's, yeah. Yeah. That's like, I hope at my wedding when it's that time, I just hope to have a band, live band, wedding singer, go crazy. Yeah. And, uh, oh, man, I love live music, man. I love it so much. And I cannot wait. It's just a total different feeling. You know, it's... Yeah. Ah. So glad live music's back, too. Yeah. Going concerts again. And, yeah. Like, if 
You you've got any concert players already? If you could see somebody right away, who you try to see? You go to Coachella. Oh, uh, like I've been I've been getting into electronic lately. Like I don't not not we'll really see like moment of the day. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I yeah, yeah. I I've been uh, I I don't know. I was supposed to see. I'm really I really love alternative music. Yeah. Um. One of my favorite bands, Young the Giant, The Strokes, Vampire nice. Weekend, uh, you know, like, bands like that. Um, uh, I would probably see one of those. Um, mm-hmm. Or uh, I'm down to go to a festival to see that. I was supposed to see Vampire Weekend at Madison Square Garden, but it fell through, dude. I was so pissed. Oh, it was like literally no. It was, it was something I had to do um, in undergrad that was like oh, um, uh, that I I couldn't get out of, and um, I was like, dude, like we really just missed Vampire Weekend at their like hometown. Uh, Father of the Bride tour, like everyone was saying that it was the best show that they ever seen, or like even the guy, like even like Ezra and all the band members were like, yeah, yeah, man, that was that was a good that was a good show. <laughs> so I I was so pissed from that, but uh, I mean they're probably gonna have another one coming up, and maybe yeah. I can check these, that up and Madison Square Garden. That's what's great. All these it seems that a lot of these artists. No matter the genre, just want to go out to tour again after this year. So, that's oh yeah, man, it's that pent up energy, and yeah. that that pent up energy to perform is gonna blow up. Hey, not not just with music, with everything else. I'm telling oh, yeah. you, man. Stand oh up, my god, yeah. Theater, obviously, yeah. sports. Everyone's happy to play. This summer is gonna be wild. I mean, it's already wild, but it's yeah, it's right? it's building up. I can't wait for July. Goodness, uh, man. man. People, people just gotta. People have to blow up some steam. <laughs> <laughs> What's awesome? So, like I said, the show's on Thursday when it airs Thursday, July first. So, oh, uh, cool. Off, earning the month off, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I can't I, wait. I was close. I want to see Rage Against the Machine. Oh, with uh, Run the Jewels opening for them. Mm. Twenty twenty, August twenty twenty. Obviously. Had to push that back. Then they pushed it one more year, so it's going to be two years of the oh, Vegas show, August okay. twenty-two. But damn, all that energy, that soulful. Yeah, he's is, he is he is very passionate and energetic, and I love yeah. that about him. Exactly. I love that about him. Yeah, he's he's a, he's an awesome musician and very, and he doesn't care, man. He just he just tells it as it is, you know. Yeah. Like it's just he just gives you gives you that that angst that you know that that flavor, man. It's just I I love them. Um, yeah. Oh, that's that's probably gonna be an awesome show. Hell yeah, man. We, yeah. we should try to try to get in there, man. Yeah. Be history, like I said, August twenty twenty two. So you got. A year and two months to save up. So ah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> they genuinely are gonna blow the roof off Madison mm. Square Garden. I mean, mm. It must be cool. You ever think like Madison Square Garden, the wall? If those walls could talk for the performers they see from the fifties on, you know, what I would mean, they say? Like, just when you have people like the original Led Zeppelin or oh Zeppelin man, or Elvis too. A vampire weekend, the Foo Fighters, your yeah. like they've seen every major artist who mattered in the world since like right. he's performed there. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean ooh, if that building could talk, it would be it would have the whole 
every library in New York. <laughs> I mean, I don't, yeah. Oh man, yeah. I, I, that's whew. that. That would be wild. That would be wild to perform there if, yeah, right? if I had the opportunity to. But hey, that's, man, you never that's know. crazy. You never you know, know, man. We'll see. And like. Yeah, I see. They're just crazy. But one thing I learned, you know how much it costs to book a night, one night in Madison Square Garden? How much? $85,000. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> take out the Amex. <laughs> take down the Amex. <laughs> and the, the mafia will hunt me down. I'm, 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 paying. I'm moving to Ecuador, bro. <laughs> You have to do what you have to do to before where you hey. told this before. Did hey, that's a feat. That's a feat if there ever is one. And and you know what's cool? You also the performing, especially if you've gotten older and learn about just showmanship and seeing mm. these amazing uh, men and women just going in to perform in front of the stage. Like for instance, like Queen Freddie Mercury. Can you get is that Eddie Peak? Like he just knew how to control the crowd. Obviously, everyone's seen live the live made set at this point. Like, isn't yeah. it just it's, it, you as a musician, like seeing that, isn't it something special? Like just seeing how he was able I mean, to get that crowd for him. I mean, that's one of the reasons, dude, that I'm in it. Like yeah. that it's to have thousands of people to focus in and have this synergy of clapping, yeah. of singing along of you know having a good time escaping reality like it's amazing and you can't really i i personally don't think i can you can get that feeling anywhere else it's it's just it's just it's just out of this world and like when you when you have that feeling you're just you're never gonna forget that and the ability to like i said before the sense of community the sense of like belonging belonging is a big thing man. Mm-hmm. um and like just oh like it it's just it, it it's the magic of music yeah you know simple yeah. the magic and you it doesn't matter who you are you know where you're from what the, you all you all can connect to this one thing you can all connect to this one song and every different every sim, single person has a unique story and their story is able to be you know, they're able to perform with him and, you know, share yeah. that moment. So it's, moment. it's, it's, it's wonderful. My favorite sound in this world is a crowd screaming and pop is a crowd screaming together. Like the roar of a crowd is my favorite. Yeah. Sound. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's sports or music, that nothing beats it. So mm. I, I can totally see where you're coming from in that. So, yeah, as we talked about the great city of New York, I just want to talk about the great city of Norwalk or the Ooh. great, um, you know, where we're from in Fairfield County. Yeah. Yo, man. Like, what are just some of your favorite 203 things you like to do? Like what? Like same thing as I mentioned to you before with the same things. Money's not a problem. You're about to have a good summer night. What are you doing in the whole and uh, again, we'll focus on the whole 203. On this. Yeah, I've had I've had I have. I had one night where money wasn't a problem. I just went <laughs> all out, dude. And it was like, it was after my, um, I think my my uh, recital in Norwalk that I did to mm-hmm. raise money for the, the Germany trip. And I was with a couple of friends and like went to Everitos. We went to basically every, every, 
Well, our house back when it was a thing. Oh, Yo, our house was my spot, house. man. I yeah. was spinning that wheel like I was in a I was in the casino, man. I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh and man, I, club downstairs. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I I miss that. Last. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I'm and people. I don't know why people shit on Norwalk. Like, I feel like there's so much to do in just Sono downtown. I mean, yeah, you want to escape. You probably don't want to see like your high school friends or like some, you know what I mean? Like, you're, Townies. Just, it's, or not, not, not high school friends, but people from high school. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, but still, like, um, there's a lot to do in our city. We have an aquarium. We yeah. have a beach. We have a mall. We have a yeah, beach. We have food. also really good food. We have so much to do here. And I think since I've been living in, you know, I haven't been, you know, you know, this first year, I've been, you know, partying a little bit downtown, like basically yeah. like South Norwalk, like, and like, um, there's a, there's a bunch of new places opening up, like in our, you know, that open had, that have opened up. I, I love Yard House. Yard, Yard House, House is my shit. I don't think... Yard House. I don't know if I'll ever go to another place to eat or watch a game again in that. No, yeah. place other great places and Norwalk does have it, but I mean, yard house, what, what else can you ask for more with pretty affordable prices for really good food? Yeah. It's easy to split with your checks with your, whoever you're with. Oh yeah, dude. I just saw that. Yeah. That that's, that's, that's revolutionary. Yeah. Right. That's revolutionary. Yeah. The wait staff is awesome there. Like, like pretty much regulars at this point. It's it's such a good vibe. And I, I mean the, the half a yard beer. I had one of those once. I was like, wow, it could it be that bad? Wow, it really <laughs> I was glad I didn't try that day, we'll say that. Years ago, it's like four tall boys at one. Yeah, yeah. I I remember I got um uh it was like a two roads I not road to ruin. I would be I would be on the road to ruin if I did that. <laughs> Um, I, I think it was Lagunitas. I, I love IPAs. Yep. Um, so I had that in there and I was just like, okay, no more after this because I'm feeling right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So that, that I, I, I've got to go to there off more often. Um, Absolutely. And like you said too, the biggest things with Norwalk now, some people are just like, People who grew up in New York City sometimes they say, "Yeah, this place sucks." It's right. I mean, just but that like syndrome. But like Norwalk is, but the, the, this is this could be either be either be a really good comparison or awful one, depending on how you look at it. But yeah. it reminds me of San Andreas and how there's just so much different. Like you could go to a beach that ten minutes down you're in like the woodsy of Cranberry Park. Right. 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 Or we don't have a desert, but um, <laughs> yeah, like open fields and stuff. And then um, there's just so much to do. I think if I I could understand why if someone who's not from our area would right. move here, like my parents are from New York, I totally get why they went to mm. Connecticut compared to what they got, and still close enough to being home. There's some yeah. great places here, and I assume the the taxes are fine. I don't own any property tax here, but um, I'm not too crazy about my car tax. They said he makes me pay, but that's mm. a whole other story. But yeah, there's, there's beautiful apartments coming up. Just great views. Yeah, and it's lovely. we're on the up. Norwalk's on the up. You know, there's a lot of you know a lot of young professionals coming up in in yeah. here, and and I think. I mean, we might become like Stanford. You never know. Yeah. Like, you might you might turn into oh, a Stanford. We're better. We're better this. Time. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Just need some more dance bars, and then we're set. Like, yeah. <laughs> one, what's it called? Like Alex is something. 
Ah, man, I haven't been to Stanford in a minute, so I don't know. No, no, the Norwalk one. I'm saying oh, the, oh, oh. the Utahs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't been there, but I saw it uh, driving to work, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think there's a... I think that's a new dance bar there, so, you know, shouts to that. Mm. No doubt. Yeah. Stanford, I don't know. I've been there, done that. That's my answer to Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I could say with that. But, um, but the finance bros over there. Mm. But, um. And then the various people I've dated no more, but that's again a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that's why it's nice, proud. I'm really proud to be a Norwalker, and it's uh, there's a, there's better. a lot to do. There is. See, gentrification movement isn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, another segment I want to do with you, Nick. I want to ask you, and this is a general question, and topic i should say but what's grinding your gears lately what's crazy about this world that's just like mm, makes you cringe makes you annoyed like what whether it's what people do whether it's something that's going on on the internet or the news what's grinding your gears lately hmm um i don't know i mean i would say what what's different is when you think about high school mm-hmm. socially high school did you think that people were more i mean i don't want to get into a massive you know thing over this but like um you could get away with certain jokes or you can get away with certain mm-hmm. things and it wasn't that big of a deal whereas today Everything is a big deal. Yeah. Everything's a big deal and blown out of proportion. And and don't get me wrong, there are things that are a big deal that are, you know, you know, that are wrong, that are bad. But I'm just talking about the little little things that like just like you know, like I would say the you know, the generation that are just like you know, just graduating high school or just, like a couple years younger than that. They're just it's just different. I mean, I feel like every generation is different, you know, all those damn millennials or, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> but still, it's like, Don't that's what, that's what I've been. Yeah. Like, I, I'm just like, dude, take a joke or like, you can't, I, 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 I like, I have to walk, you know, you have to walk on eggshells, you know, are you all, of course always have to, but it's like, I'm walking on seven dozen eggshells instead of one dozen. You know what I mean? Like it's right. It, it, it's a different vibe. I, 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 that's what I, I don't know if you feel, I, I, do you feel that way? Or 1000%. I think yeah. clear difference between doing a bit and then actually being malicious and offensive. Right, right, right. There's a clear, you could clearly see if somebody's trying to be an asshole for the sake of it. Yeah. Rather than just making a joke, you know, you can't have things too seriously. And that's one of the things I think that's tough in society because we take things so seriously. Right. We misconstrue things. We mess things up and it's overthink it. And it's, it's a lot. And I think that's, what's great about, especially in, you know, one doing this show and then how the pandemic's gone is like, you definitely have to have the patience, but, and you have to, you know, always be a gentleman, but, you have to also just live your life to it, enjoy it. And I think the best thing I could take out of this whole pandemic is my, um, 
is is my attitude on life. Right. Yeah. I know that because I say there's not things are going to be good. There's going to be days where I'm going to be really upset and change things, but I want to change things. But I also feel like it's going to be okay too. like let the you have you really do have to be open to both the tragic things and the beautiful things in life because that's how you make the most sense of it and appreciate it. So having said that, yeah, we, we got to be not be so uptight. Yeah. Not have a reason to make things awkward. It's I really one of the best things I learned is uh, um, on one time when I watched a YouTube video about how to be cool, how to be irresistible. <laughs> he literally mm. said um, um, nothing's awkward unless you make it. And, you know, case of culture definitely has made a lot of things awkward. So. Right. Yeah. It's OK. Don't take it so seriously. And I think at some point they're going to society will be aware of what, like, you know, ruining people's lives and reputation for something that's not so serious is going to mm. change things. So and, and having said that, there's all there's definitely many people who deserve the awful get, getting canceled. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's not justified. But I think when you just do something lighthearted, it's not too serious. You got to let that go and enjoy the best things in life. You know? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I can't agree with you more. It's, that's that's it. I mean, yeah, the cancel culture. That that one of. I mean, that was one of the things I was talking about. So, yeah, it's it's uh, the times are changing and we're moving with it. It's just I just I just like thought about it the other day. I was like, wow, like if I had said that, you know. 10 years ago that, you know, or like yeah. if he had said that, you know, like he could have got away with that or, you know, like it's just little, little things. And there, yeah. And you definitely, sometimes you do see some old shows that even like just 10 years right. ago. Right. Even it is cringy, but like, yeah. e- like even like, um, like some of the older Will Ferrell movies, you know, like, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, like stuff like that, where you can get away with that. Mm-hmm. And now nowadays, even in the movies, bro, you have to you have to kind of conform. You can't upset, you know, like it's and, and it's also I mean, 100 percent with comedy, too. Yeah. I mean, I, there are people that can say some wild shit and get away with it. But also, like, yeah, you kind of have you're on thin ice. You're, you're you know, you know, it's like you got to you got to, uh, you know work with everything going on so. right and some people are grandfathered into it and then some are like like a howard stern yeah yeah like yeah. bill burr says some stuff that would still upset people because right. bill burr and he doesn't yeah. give a shit um it's okay for him and then there's some people up and coming that they have to be careful and well i do believe funny's funny i really do but um yeah you just it just depends on how you perceive things and we just have to have more conversations and how perceiving certain yeah. and not taking things too seriously. And it'll be okay. And people are willing to have those conversations as long as you let it happen. So Nick, just one last thing we got to do. And by the way, this was a really great. Oh, thank you, man. This was, a, this was awesome talking about, and it, it's cool. We got to, we got to hang sometime, man. Yo, man. We got to kick it. I'll hit you up. Yeah. Well, man, let's definitely make some moves, especially. Yeah, yeah. If you ever want to come back on the show too, you're definitely more than yeah, welcome. cool. So pack whatever and uh, just uh, have some fun, bring some other people on, and uh, oh yeah, 
It's just I could bring some fun. bring some of my other music friends. We could bring Sergio on here. We could do all sorts of things. That'd be Please cool. Please do. Sergio's a great yeah. guy. Yeah, I haven't talked to him in a while, and I would love that. I would love that. And yeah, what great about the show? It's just chilling, and I really picture this show as just you hanging out at a bar or barbershop or outside, yeah. and you can still make great, valuable content that everybody can get. Right. It's yeah. productive conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And how I end every first appearance of Productive Conversations podcast is the Proust Questionnaire. Ten short but deep questions. And uh, I think it just really is another way just to show how much of a cool dude you are. So, uh, okay. Want to do it, Proust Questionnaire? Let's do it. Let's do it, man. All right. So my first question for you on the Proust Questionnaire, Nick, what is your favorite word? Ooh, man, either like, I mean, I have favorite sayings. <laughs> uh, I would say either dude or beautiful. I don't know. Like, I, I, I haven't really I thought of this. Dude. All the questions right there. <laughs> I love how different yet, yet meaningful those words are (laughs) (laughs) i like dude dude's a cool one (laughs) one of the greatest quotes in a movie is i'm a dude she's a dude he's we're all dudes we're all dudes yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) i missed that man that i I need to watch that again (laughs) (laughs) yo they have to play the the bar just to get, have you ever heard? There's actual song to it, like a ska song to it. Oh, really? If you want to get a laugh, man, I'll send it to you after we're done. Here. All right, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's like so late '90s. Like if you hear, it's like you definitely. It's a product of its time, but hey, I mean, that's why we love good music. Mm-hmm. Number two, what is your least favorite word? Whew. Oh man, words, man, words. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, everyone's gonna say like moist or like gonorrhea or like <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm trying to think of That's something the other first than one, gonorrhea. <laughs> uh, I don't know, like something out of this world. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, worst word. Ah, uh, yeah, they really. Make I don't hard. really hate it, man. Like, I would like. I don't hate any words, but I, if I was to say, I would just say like, um, I guess like moist, man. I don't know. I guess it's I have to ju- jump on that, jump on that bandwagon. I don't know. We're I can't saying, really think of anything. You mentioned gonorrhea. <laughs> That's a I mean, if you hear gonorrhea, it's, it's, oh man, what's going on here, dude? Like, oh, yeah, they really I don't know about <laughs> they really had to make such an intimidating word for <laughs> yeah right like that it's yeah, like honor, it's really. like it's like <laughs> sodom and gomorrah it's like gomorrah and diarrhea oh gonorrhea <laughs> it's like two bad things you know like or two like bad events <laughs> just there you are <laughs> oh my god that uh that's the- <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> keep yourself protected yeah you know, don't want that. Not that I have experience, but, um, <laughs> but yeah. you know, like who, who you, 
you know, be safe, be safe. Everybody. Yes, be safe. Be safe. <laughs> so my next question, speaking of sexual stuff, but not really, but this question when I ask some people think about sex right away, but this is more of a life and fulfillment question. What turns you on in this world? Confidence in being yourself. Excellent answer right there. Excellent, excellent answer. Confidence is, I can't stress it enough, man. Confidence is everything. By the way that you stand, by the way that you talk, by the way that you move, by the way you, it's, it's like, I, and I learned that the hard way. I, I would, in, at UD, I had some, some, some bad time, like just like, you know, going through like, you know, different things, you know, yep. ex-girlfriends and stuff like that, or like, you know, being real down in the dumps and like, you know, not seeing like, and like, just seeing how I've changed by like, you know, really believing in myself and being true to myself too. Like, you know, not trying to be someone I'm not, that's like the turn on for me, man. It definitely, it's it's being yourself, and by being yourself, you have the confidence. So that's it. I mean, you can be good looking, and and you know, but you can be the worst person, or you know, it's yeah, it it's how you carry yourself, dude. What a great 100%. answer to that, man. And like, I know what you mean. And another thing I'll take out of this pandemic is relearning my confidence and being myself for it, like. I, I remember it was this one party I went to, in fact, kind of recently. And like, um, I was like, why am I being shy amongst these people? Like, who cares? They're not going to remember me. I mean, like, you know, why not just have some fun with it? And like, yeah, I have a great personality. People say yeah. it's fun to hang out with. So why not? 100%. I, I went to this party like very shy in Jersey City. Like, I guess this must be what, a few weeks ago. And then I was then I just turned on. I remember it was because. I saw this person that I see pretty often. I was actually so timid around them and such. Mm. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Why am I being timid? And right. I got four new Instagram follow friends. <laughs> and just being myself and whatever. And it was cool. And uh, yeah. that honestly, like, just turned it on recently. And uh, um, just keeping at that. And you just got to love yourself. A hundred percent, dude. Yeah. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah. I, and I not, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm like this pinnacle of, you know, yeah. confident. I, de- I definitely, there's times where I'm like, oh shit, like, uh, you know, like, mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm meeting all these, you know, these different people at, at school that are just like, you know, like I've, I've never, you know, met, you know, certain, mm-hmm. like, you know, with the amount of talent and, you know, or looks or whatever, like it's, it's like, you gotta, you gotta kind of not fake it till you make it, but like maybe yeah, fake it till you make it. That's a that's a good one. But yeah, it's you know what you're worth. You know what you're Absolutely. worth, man. Like and you're worth a lot. Like you're not gonna sell yourself short, and you gotta carry yourself like that. And and I think a lot, and 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 that's very important in the performing world. Yeah. No one wants to see you sing like. She loves me and <laughs> I love her. It's if ever I would leave you, it wouldn't be in summer. Like, you know, it's like that. You have to take it in and take just, in. you know, you know, I don't know. Like no one wants to see a, a not confident, you know, person or performer, you know. Exactly. And that's like 
I think and it's hard. It's hard for some people. It's really hard. It's really hard. And I'm not, and I, and if someone's listening today and they're like, wow, Nick, you're really like, I'm really going through stuff. I'm going through some, you know, some, maybe some mental stuff or like some different thing. Like I, I, I'm not, not to shame you, not to, not to do anything, you know, be against that or like, you know, say that you got to work, but it's like, from what I experienced, confidence means so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Just believe in yourself. Yeah, It'll go a long way. And if sometimes you have to, like you said, not fake it till you make it, but just hold up yourself and just go right. for it. It yeah. really goes a long way. Right. It really does, man. And uh, so glad we got that. And remember to always hold on to it no matter what. So the next question I have for you, like what turned you off in this world? Disingen- fake, um, probably everyone says that, but whatever, fake, disingenuous, um, being something or not. Um, and yeah, I would say that. I think being fake is, or, you know, trust, not having trust, you know, cheating behind someone's back or like, you know, talking shit behind someone's back. Like, that's one thing I can't, I can't stand is like cheating or whatever. Maybe it's just with, um, you know, how, how, how things, you know, how, how, you know, different stories or with my personal life or something like that. It's, that's one thing that really turns me off. Um, Because... Trust is is a lot. Loyalty is a main thing, and I should have said that as a turn on too, because that's a that's a you want to have someone that goes down with you. You know what I mean? Especially, yeah. Like, not everyone is like that, and that's what's so near and dire is to hold on to that. Um, when you have that connection with someone, it's just a shame that people never ends well. Literally. Yeah. Literally, if you get caught in a divorce case and you got cheating, oh, you fucked with money. Yeah, you're uh, done, man. That it's, and it's, it's just, just just wrong. Yeah. And shame on anyone whoever pulls that together. And uh they are lost all the time for who they for those who uh make those kind of decisions. Mm. No one likes you, so don't do it. It's <laughs> worth sometimes just taking a second and reevaluate things and yeah, get that off your shoulder. No great sex or great whatever is worth that kind of mm-hmm. distraught. So. Yeah, hundred percent. Number five. What sound or noise do you love? Man, I love the sound of birds. Of people practicing in the distance, of silence, of a fan running. Um, I'm probably supposed to only give you one answer. I don't nah, know. I give I'm, multiple I'm just, ones. I encourage. Okay, okay. That's for any of these questions, man. If you have more than one, I seriously go. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say those four. Then I. Um, I don't know. But in New York, it's 
I don't know. There's people that love it, but New York City is so, it's a soundscape. It's filled with so many sounds that sometimes yeah, it's right. just overwhelming. Like, dude, I'm trying to sleep. There's, there's probably, there, there has to be some people that are living in New York that cannot sleep because of the amount of sounds. Oh, there has absolutely. to be. Has to be. Because there's, there's no way you can escape it. There's always something. There's maybe someone talking. There's always some siren going on. There's always something, so a train going over. There's always some people. You know, maybe being maybe a homeless man yelling in the street, calling, you know, cursing someone out. The other day that happened to me. I felt like shit, but I was like, what? What are you gonna do? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I, he, whatever. He, he like he like cursed me out and like you know dissed me, and I was I just didn't say anything. But you know, I I, I feel bad for him, but. Um, you know, you know, um, but still it's like, there's always something going on and there's always some sound. And I think that's the whole hustle and bustle that I love about New York is like, yeah. it never stops. There's always gears going. Everyone has a place to go. And it kind of, it kind of inspires me to follow that route, you know? Oh man, that's, that's where you belong. man. I feel yeah. the exact same way, man. Yeah. The only thing. I love New York and love being there. And I really think that helped grew me into the man I am today and beyond that. And uh, hopefully take the goals to take this show in a studio in New York City. Yeah. And, uh, that's the ultimate goal. First time I ever said that on this. So it's a cool moment. There. Awesome. And um, yeah, like the only thing, and I know people who hate New York who are there every day too. And you know what? You know, it's too bad. <laughs> All I can say with that. I understand why, but. Mm. Um, that's too bad but the only thing I will take over Connecticut over New York is that special silence especially outside at this time like I usually have my night all the time taking a few minutes outside and I do need that sometimes and you know of course you can figure out a way to do it in your home in New York one way but definitely that sound of silence is valuable yeah that's that's why I said it it's just I think I think the most like tranquil like the most beautiful like thing is like when it's when it's been like snowing or like there's like a foot of snow and like that it mutes like and it's like you can like hear yourself like you can hear like I don't know if you if you you probably have like when it snows like everything's dampened so it's like it's so peaceful like just seeing that and um that's one of the things you know that, that's why I mentioned Sound of Silence, because I love I love moments like those. Absolutely. The only tough thing about New York winters is when you go out to the bar and you have your coat and then uh, there's coat racks that you have to buy, yeah. you have to pay for, you have to pay yeah. to hold your coat. But besides that, yeah, New York and New York winter, as long as you could stand the cold, which I think, well, luckily I can. Yeah. It's nice to uh, take it. That's one of the few times it does slow down a little bit and take a breath because again, no one wants to hide your plane to slip. Mm. So where you slip in New York, ah, ah, ah. Some people are like that, and then the course is still People are cruel. <laughs> so with that, what sound or noise do you hate? Dude, I hate the sound of geese. <laughs> yeah. I hate geese. Ah, ah, ah. I, I, I don't know if it's just this is this is gonna go into a story, but like Yeah, tell us what 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 happened. You have a you have a crazy traumatic geese story? Yeah, something like that. I 
I mean, I feel bad. You know what? I, no, I'm no, whatever. I don't care. I don't care. I hate geese. Okay. I hate it. Um, dude, when I was a mate on the Sheffield Island Ferry, which I did um, during the summers of high school, mm-hmm. did it for five years. It was an nice. awesome time, you know, going out on the islands and, you know, being on a boat all the time. Uh, we would have to go in the morning and pick up all the goose poop. Ooh. And when I tell you, bro, I was there for an hour and a half just picking up goose poop. And that, so every time I see a geese or a goose, whatever, I just think of like that, this is nasty, but like that texture of just picking it up and the smell and all that. So I hate the sound of geese. If I hear geese, like, it's just like, that's, it's game over for me. That's a cool story. That's a cool. That I gave you a good answer to that one. <laughs> that is definitely, that's definitely a top answer right there. So next, I like to ask you, what is your favorite curse word? Um, I would say fuck because. It's it can be used in many different um, yep. contexts, you know, different different things. Uh, it can mean, you know, you can be like, oh, like I don't know, like you can say it in different different ways. There's never like uh, one way to say it. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I like that word. Uh, I don't know. I maybe shit is another good one, but <laughs> it doesn't. It, shit has a shit has a good one. It's kind of like the f word, but it's not like when you say the f word, it's like a there's a special. Um, it hits you with something. You know what I mean? There's so much important, or like you know, there's a sever. There's a, it's severe. It's like, oh wow, that, like, did you really have to call him that, bro? Like, or, or damn, like wow, like you know, yeah, <laughs> like it's like yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there's so much you could do with that word that it's it's out of you know. It is. I think. Uh, it, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, you no, you're good. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm. Straight. I was just saying like, fuck is the it has the extra little emotion and like yeah. It's just now sometimes you overuse like you know Wolf of Wall Street. I, yeah, yeah. I think they really did specifically. I think that's a fuck was used too many times. Yeah, when you say it too much, it's kind of a turnoff, dude. And yeah, people yeah. like it's like okay, that's why it's it's a severe word. Like it's it's an important word that you only yeah. really it really only works if you're gonna like. You're not dropping it left and right. Exactly. You, know? you use it for the hell of it. it it's it's annoying. Like, yeah. Like it's like, what are you doing? Dude? Like, you're like, I'm not going to bring around my mom or like my yeah. family, like whatever. Like, shut up. Exactly. So. And I, there is a skill to not swear in certain place like that. Like one thing some comics can, can criticize, you just use fuck too much. Like, like can you go for a cheap laugh at fuck? But if you could use it a specific way, it's it's uh, elegant. You're about to say something that? Oh no no I I was yeah I was about to say I own like I was talking with uh, my new neighbor and I was just about to say it and I just caught myself and we were, we were like talking about church and everything and I was just mm-hmm. like oh 
but like, yeah, like <laughs> learning, you know, that, that little, like, sometimes I slip up or, you know, you know, not putting on a face, but it's, yeah, like, you want to, you were saying, you want to, you want to only say it when it really, you know, matters. Counts. Exactly. Yeah. Like I used to be that way too. I could say fuck a lot, but I'm more restrained. Like the only time I really could use my swear is probably sports. That's the only time I'll like, Oh God damn it. You can't, you can't strike out again. Clay, yeah. Stuff like that. And like I was at a Met game with my family, and I'm not Met. I don't care less, but not like good baseball. I was about to go crazy, but I saw there was a kid right by me. The fan was like, "Yeah, I don't want to be a bad example." So yeah, right. You have, to, you have to, you have to, yeah, survey the situation. <laughs> exactly. So use it right when it comes to the word. Yeah. Not like Wolf of Wall Street. Where I love yeah. that movie. Great movie. But yeah, it is a good one. What was this like? Rob Ryan's characters. You do so much. You spent all my fucking money on sixty thousand fucking this fuck fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then th- there's even a chat in the movie where Jonah Hill's just like, "Yeah, fuck you, fuck you, fuck <laughs> you." Like that just was the pinnacle of that. I think I think they did that on reason, you know, yeah. just to, you know, just just to mess with people. He's the finance bros, man. Hmm. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? So it's weird. I I thought when I was younger, like, so my mom has like back problems. I thought I would be like a chiropractor, mm. or um, because I thought I was good at it because I would help my mom out. Yeah. Um, because she has like she has had back problems all her life. Yep. Um, and either that, but I, I that probably would have been too much school or some mm. school that um, academics in a way that wouldn't appeal to me. Like it would be too I don't know. I don't know. You have to be really into it. Right, 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 right. And um, then I also like really liked like nature, like catastrophes. So like <laughs> geology, so like volcanoes, typhoons, tornadoes, yeah. like that, that that like turned me on like that was cool like that was like oh shit like devastating things like or you know going to like um you know like mount fiji or like different Mm -hmm. things and studying it like you've seen like those videos of like people like right on the mouth of the volcano studying rocks and shit like that's that's cool as hell like or like tornado chasers yeah, yeah 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 so um either that yeah those those two yeah, I would say that. Good, that, that that's awesome. Those are that's a great answer. To that very talk about diversity. <laughs> yeah. Now, what profession would you not like to do? Um, just because I worked in the restaurants a lot, I'm not gonna say working in the restaurants because re- working in the restaurants you can make a lot of money but yeah um i don't think i would do well as a not 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 to shame on anyone not you know this is right you know i'm just speaking for myself anything with cleaning things constantly so like I don't know, just for me, like just on like being in the restaurant and like cleaning up poop, cleaning up throw up, cleaning up things like it just really demeaned me. And I really thought that I was, you know, 
it really like I don't know. It put me in a place that I didn't want to be. But don't get me wrong. Like I like my I work at my uncle's plastic shop. He tells me to clean the bathroom at the toilet every freaking day. I do it, of course, and I do it, you know, I do it well. I get down in there, but like it's doing it for, you know, other people other than like you know, that's my uncle. That's my uncle's shop. Like, I don't want him to use, you know, have a nasty bathroom. But like, it's like, I don't know, like, something like that. Yeah. Like, a, like a, I don't know. But you, there's good money in it, man. I'm just saying, like, it's not it's for other me. interests you want to do. Yeah, it's not for me. Hear that. Hear that. In- and it's not like I don't like to clean. I like to clean. It's just like. Yeah, you just cleaning. Focus on your passion. Yeah, cleaning cleaning other people's stuff is like, come on, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not about exactly. So, uh, my final question for today, Nick: If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Uh, first thing that God would say to me, damn, that's, a, that's, that's, that's deep. Um, that's why I love asking this. I don't even, I don't, even if it's God or if like, it's like my grandparents or maybe, you know, hearing them say that I did well or that I made a difference in so many people's lives or that I made the, if God said you made the, pl- the world a better place, I could die again. What a wholesome answer, man. Nick, where can we find your stuff? Where can we find you on Instagram? Anything like that? Uh, yeah, on Instagram, I'm going to probably post... I'm gonna I'm gonna start singing on on the on uh, Instagram yeah. or start po- start posting some things because I think that's that's good I, and uh, it's around that time where I'm like like we were talking about confidence man I'm 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 up, I'm up, I'm up there swinging you know swinging swinging with the big boys so let's see let's see uh, I gotta put some su- some stuff of myself out there and um, maybe make a website I mean I have a website but I have to you know tune it up, you know, make a professional website and, um, maybe a professional Instagram. Um, but I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really working up to being a professional, I mean, a professional, you know, at that professional level. So, um, yeah, uh, you'll see it. You follow me. So what's your, uh, what's your handle for those who uh, aren't following? Uh, let me check, man. I, <laughs> I changed it. I think it's Nick Calabrese. Like with a That's Y at the end. Let me, let me, let me. Oh, wow. I just opened my Instagram to something wild. Um, here we go. Nick Calabrese is N-I-C-K-C-A-L-A-B-R-E-E-Z-Y. Nick Calabrese. And you'll see me there. See me there with Ryan. My first picture when I caught the shark. Great Ronnie Suchlin, of course. The shark, man. I love that. That is crazy. That's epic right there. Yeah. Great company in that. Great company. Yeah. 
maybe the great such will want to chop on yeah out. man you should talk to him he's full of no full of knowledge and he loves to talk loves yeah, to really. not not dissing him but i'm just like saying you know he loves to he's very he's very thoughtful and very very really my you know he's one of my best friends you know Absolutely. me and him go deep we, me and him we're you know we were friends since we were born yeah he he visit me when i was born like so it's like we're very well connected and he he has a lot to say about life in general and he's very um he's very you know with it so yeah you should get him on this and see how see how he's you know talk about college and all the crazy stories he has you could talk about um, what he's doing now in marketing and all the stories he has and you know moving to florida and yeah um, Absolutely. What great he has a girlfriend now, so yeah. Hopefully he'll wanna come on and then maybe we could do one the three of us too. Oh yeah, that would be wild. That would be wild, yeah. I'll be I'll be working on that and uh I'll be hitting you up. But definitely be kicking it very soon in this the summer of the comebacks. Yeah. Nick, this was in all seriousness. Yeah, man. Really great. I this was this was fun. This was fun. It was a great uh, Monday night. <laughs> Absolutely. And again, anytime you want to come back on, love. Yeah, man. This is a uh, this is really great. And you, the man, again, check out Nick Calabrese. Check out what he does. Check him out on Instagram at Nick Calabrese. And uh, man, tap. Uh, hats Wigs off. off. Wigs off. Down to that. Wigs off. Caps <laughs> off. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for for having me. This is fun, man. Thanks, dude. Absolute pleasure. I'll see you really, really soon, my friend. Yeah. All right, dude. Peace, dude. Nick Calabrese, everybody. He will be playing in the Met. He will be performing in the Met, I should say. He will be a big deal someday. And we are so lucky that he gave us some time to show why he is such a great person. Thank you again, Nick, for an amazing appearance. And again, don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. Don't forget to check out all exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out on the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at ProdConvoPod. And we're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. All right. So we're back here on Not Monday because of the holiday with 4th of July. And there's a federal holiday in there. But we're back on Tuesday, July 6th. 2021 and we have the absolutely amazing fun and my dude christopher emily aka chris booman he will be on the show on tuesday not monday but tuesday july 6th and i just can't thank my guest enough nick calabrese for an amazing appearance i can't thank you enough the audience the greatest fans and listeners in the world, the fans of the Productive Conversations podcast, none of this, and I mean none of this, is possible without you. Thank you so much for giving me life and being such great supporters of this show. Thank you so much. I love each and every single one of you. So with that, it is 4th of July weekend. Please be safe out there, but please have a great time. Enjoy yourself. Remember why we are here. Remember the history that has happened since then. 
the ups and downs and the great future ahead as long as we can prosper and learn from our mistakes. Enjoy your 4th of July weekend, everybody. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast, and I'm sending out good vibes and blessings, and I hope you enjoy your holiday weekend. Get some rest, and I will see you all very, very soon. See you Tuesday, everybody. Peace. All she needed was some...